What's up, you guys? It's your host, Anna. Welcome to this week's episode on Undereducated. Today's episode is about what I believe is one of the most underused resources a birthing person can have in their pregnancy, labor, and birth. We are talking about doulas. I had the pleasure of meeting with Beth Hardy, founder of Heart Tones Birth Services. Her agency has been the leading provider of doula services for the past seven years here in Salt Lake City and was recently awarded the best doulas by City Weekly. She's pretty freaking fantastic, you guys. If you can't already tell, she is one of a kind. We dive into all you need to know about doulas and the incredible benefits that can come by involving one in your birth experience. You really don't want to miss this. Tune in and let's get a little more educated together. My name is Beth Hardy. I am the owner of Heart Tones Birth Services, which is a doula agency in Salt Lake City. Um, I've been a doula for about 10 years. I'm also a board certified music therapist in addition to my doula work. Oh my gosh, work. no way. Yeah, what that's kind of... do you play? I'm a vocal major and guitar, um, and I play percussion and a little bit of piano too. Hey, oh my gosh, yeah, Beth, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, so that's what I went to school for. I still like have my toe dipped, dipped very in small in the music <laughs> therapy world, but mostly almost all my energy, mental energy is like yeah. doula work. So, um, but I do write I songs say, for I people feel like who are like, go together. they totally do. I mean, I've, I've taken trainings about specifically like music therapy, assisted childbirth, like how yes. to use music in birth to make the experience as relaxed and centered as possible. And then I also write what's called womb songs for people. So I write songs for their babies and while they're before they're born, typically. Wait, that's so tender. Beth. Yeah. So I like interview the parents and we talk about what they want their baby to know and like I take notes and then I put that into a song and create an original song for them. It's oh pretty my fun. gosh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So that's kind of what I do on the side of doula work. But my main uh, my main gig is running my doula agency, which is Heart Tones Birth Services. So. That's who I am. I'm originally from Colorado. I've lived in, I don't even know, like five different states and two different countries and now oh live gosh. here. Love yeah. It. And it's great. That's Been amazing. here for like seven years. Yeah. So how did you originally get into like being a doula? Yeah. I mean, birth has always been something that I've just been super interested in, like okay. ever since I was a kid. My mom had two births on her births in Denver and she actually just sent me the photos from her birth like oh my gosh. 38 years ago and they were just pictures the midwife some midwife there took like some pictures yeah. yeah and it's just super cool because I mean they're just like amazing photos of like me coming out and her like yeah. holding me on her chest and you know it's like really cool so her having those experiences and I think kind of having that as my my view of birth at, at first when I was a kid was like oh yeah my mom like here's the pictures I can see right now like she's yes. having a baby and it seems pretty low-key and pretty yeah. chill and like my dad's right there and they're hanging out and midwives are there 
it kind of set the stage for like what birth could or should be potentially. Mm-hmm. And then um, I went to school for music therapy in college and started working as a music therapist for, for about seven to 10 years or so. I was, I was really in that full time. But during that same time that I was working, I was also pursuing doula training just because it was just something that I was like, I mean, birth work is like this gnawing, nagging thing that you can't <laughs> know, not we were do. Literally just talking we were about just talking this. about it's this. Just, you can't put it yeah. on like the back burner. Yeah. It is always right there. Exactly. I think people who work in birth need to, and, and typically if you're not a birth junkie, you stop working in birth pretty quickly because yes, you're like, you this is not it. worth yeah, not the me. trouble. Yeah, Nobody. it's way too stressful. It's too much sleep loss, whatever. Yes. But if you're someone who's like, it's just in you, you, you literally can't not work in yes. birth. So, yes. so I just started pursuing trainings and, um, I attended my first birth, I think in San Francisco, I was living in California at the time. And I was like, I was on a list of like low cost doulas at like some birth store somewhere. And mm-hmm. someone called me and I was like, yeah. And I think, I don't even know if I did a good job. I probably was horrible. I don't <laughs> um, even, whatever. I feel I'm like sure I remember, I don't know. I remember just feeling like a deer in headlights, just being like, I hope she's okay. Like, I hope I'm helping. Yeah. And, you know, doula work is so interesting because we take a training but then there's not typically any hands-on like mm-hmm. actual apprenticeship that you do. Mm-hmm. You just like start working as a doula. And yes. so like you're like I've never seen a birth and yet here I am mm-hmm. and it's super daunting and but I got the hang of it, you know, relatively quickly and I felt like I just I mean kind of the way I've always done things is like just act like I know what I'm doing Love until it. I do Fake know what I'm doing. Make it. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> like put on like the confident like okay, we can do this and I mean I think it most of the time works pretty well. Totally. Um, yeah. So, and then when I moved to Utah in 2015, um, we moved here because we were just ready for a change and like prices in San Francisco area were like, you know, ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. off the charts, impossible. <laughs> and so um, my husband's also a music therapist and he okay. got a job at Primary Children's Hospital, which is here in, in Salt Lake. Yes. Yeah. And so that was kind of what brought us out here. <clears throat> And that was, you know, he got the real job, quote unquote, where he, we, we had insurance, we have like, yes, like the benefits, benefits coming things. in. So like, yeah. I was like, okay, this is my chance to like, you know, pursue my actual like dream, which is to be a doula full time. And, yeah. and it took so long to get birth. Like it took like three years probably yes. of like hustling and like being at every doula event and everything and being like, here I am, I'm ready, I'm, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And yet... It was like, how do I actually find someone to hire me? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know how to do that. Yes. And so it took a while, but then, um, I don't know, after a while things kind of shifted and I think like having something about you as a doula that's unique or different than just like, I'm a doula period. Like mm-hmm. that's all I was like, well, I'm also a music therapist. So like that was a big piece of it. You know, I can help you yes. incorporate music into your birth. I'm also part of the LGBTQ community and I specialize in working with that community. Yes. And that was a really big piece too that I think set me apart or helped helped other doulas and birth workers to be like, Oh, Beth is someone you I should talk to. You yeah, because you, here you are with the specialization. Exactly. So that really helped, I think, and I think it's really great for all doulas to have something like that where it's like, Well, I specialize in XYZ because yes. just saying I'm a doula, it's like the average person on the street's like, A they don't know what a doula is potentially, or B, they have an, a perception of what a doula is that may or may not be true. And C, they're like, okay, you're a doula, but so is my sister, my cousin, my neighbor, and my friend. So like, yes. what makes you any different than these other women that I know? Um, so having that kind of to stand out is helpful. And so I started getting clients and then 
had two kids of my own, actually with Adrienne at Wasatch Midwifery, who you recently interviewed, and she's amazing, and my births were, like, amazing and also very, very, very different than what I expected them to be. I thought... Being a doula, I could like plan my way into a birth that I like. I know all the coping wanted. strategies. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be fine. totally. I'm gonna be yeah. fine. And I, I would say like I actually coped well. And yet my birth just had other plans. It was like, yeah, you're not gonna do what we thought we were yeah. gonna do. We're gonna transfer. <laughs> we're gonna do all the interventions. We're gonna mm-hmm. do all these things. Mm-hmm. And so those births taught me so much and helped to remove any judgment I had lingering in my body about birth. Like mm. I think. <clears throat> I think so many birth workers, unfortunately, come from this perspective of like, oh, there's a right way. Or there's like, yeah, you can do it this one way, but you should really do it this other way. Like, it's better to do it this other way. Especially like doulas or people who work in kind of like the the outside of the hospital system potentially, like have this perspective. And I totally am guilty of that. Like, I would support all clients and in the back of my mind, I'd be like, yeah, but like, they could do it without medication or they could do it out of the hospital. And then I had my kids, and I was like, oh, my God, like, F that. Like, yeah. oh, my God, like, stop. Because no, it was really, like, though. there's literally there's literally no judgment anymore for anything that people choose that in my body. Because I'm like, you are choosing exactly what needs to happen for your birth. And that might mean a scheduled induction. Awesome. As long as you know what you're doing, and you know your options, and you feel connected to your provider, yes. and you feel like it's a good fit for you then yes, schedule your induction for 39 yeah. weeks if that is right for you. And, or if you want, you know you want an epidural as soon as possible. Like, yes, get the epidural as soon as possible because that's what's right for you. And so, yeah. So I just am like, yeah, do it all. I mean, I got epidurals with both my kids. I wasn't planning to. Yes. And then I got them and I was like, oh. You're like, this is great. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is why people like yeah. epidurals because no. like, holy crap, yeah. they really make a difference when yeah. you need them and when it's indicated. So anyway, so that was my birth experiences. And, and like, how powerful, though, yeah. for you to be able to hold that perception of, like, yeah, whatever works for you is, like, great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. as a birth worker where you are thrown into so many different birth settings. Totally. If you are biased to one way, yeah, in a way, like, yeah. that can make you really, I don't know, it would just be really hard to keep an open yeah. mind in a birth setting that's different from what you might think is the best. 100%. You know? 100%. And so being able to have that makes you probably an even more fantastic doula. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to think so. I yeah. mean, totally. I think that it's so important to meet our clients where they are and support them in what they want to do for their birth. I think so many birth workers, we can get really, we like surround ourselves with other birth workers. And we watch birth videos, and we read birth books, and we mm-hmm. watch interview or like look at Instagram accounts for like birth people. Like I opened up my Instagram this morning, and it was just like a vagina with baby, a baby like baby, coming baby. out. It was like full like yes, close up picture, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, if you're in public and you open that, like yes, people are people like, are like what? what are you are you looking at? at? Like why? Why are yes. you looking at that? And so like I think birth workers, we can get so like t- tunnel vision of like this is all I see is birth. And so everyone must have the same perspective as me because, yes. like, doesn't everyone just want to have an unmedicated birth at their home? And the reality is, like, no. Like, it's most. Like, no, that's my sister's worst fear. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Many people are like, absolutely yeah. not. Like, I want to be in a hospital where I feel safest, where I feel like there's every intervention possible if needed to cover all my bases. And, like, that's your average person on the street who's having a baby. Like, they don't. Yeah they don't know all the options necessarily or they know that they don't want certain things. Mm-hmm. And so 
I think it's so important for us as doulas to be like, yeah, like, cool, let's do that. And let me just make sure you know, here's the benefits, here's the risks, here's alternatives to that. What are your thoughts about this? You know, what is your gut saying? What do you want to do? And I do think that, you know, while I never want to push anybody in any direction, I also have clients who I meet with and talk to them and they're like, oh, I can do that? I can have an out-of-hospital birth? Like, what's a birth center? What is that? I thought I had to either do it at home or at a hospital. Like, I didn't know there was a middle ground or, like, this happy medium. And so even just educating people on what their options are can be so empowering for our clients. I think so many people report better outcomes with their birth if they felt heard and they felt seen and they felt like they were the one in the driver's seat regardless of what actually happened in their birth, right? If, yes. Even if it was a very medicalized intervention-filled birth, if they were like, yeah, every step of the way, my team was like super on board and they were asking me how I felt and what I wanted to do. And like, I never felt like I was pushed in any direction. I was like, be, I was given time to think about what I wanted to do. That's going to give people better outcomes. Yes. And, and so that's, that's like yeah. the whole purpose of this podcast genuinely is that yeah. I felt like working in just the field and with my own pregnancies, I was like, wow. There is a lot, there's a lot of people that come through here that don't even know what their choices are to be had. Totally. Like, yep. they're just like, oh, this is my option? Great. And I'm yep. like, whoa, you actually have like seven options yeah. if you want, but girl, <laughs> right. you go. Right, like, right. That's good. Yeah. But it's just like, like you said, I think the view that you can take as the outcome of your birth, whatever it be, if you felt like you were informed and were involved in the decision making mm-hmm. and like knew what the options could be, mm-hmm. even if like one was better than the other because you needed more intervention you know what I mean like there's all different scenarios yeah but like if you feel like you're educated enough to make that decision for yourself yep you're going to view your outcome more positively rather than feeling like so blindsided because you had no idea that forceps could happen in the delivery you know what I mean like things like that totally so that is just exactly what I want people to know (laughs) like know your options so you can make your choices yep that's so good. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, like, what a doula is. If you were to describe yeah. it to someone who's like, what the heck? Yeah, totally. So a doula is a non-medical birth support person. So my role as your doula is to be in addition to your medical provider and your care team. I don't take the place of a medical provider. I'm not doing anything medical, like checking your blood pressure, checking your cervix, delivering your baby, like none of those things. Although... If it's an emergency situation, I have had a doula on my team who has caught a baby because no one was there yet. But typically that doesn't happen. Um, So my role is really to give you education, information, support, physical support, emotional support, support for partners, and advocacy. Helping you advocate for yourself in the birth space, helping you know what your options are, speaking up if something needs to be said that's, you know, things aren't going how you want or things are not getting consent you're not giving consent to things like those are places where a doula can really be helpful to say oh hey I noticed that your provider is about to do this I don't think you had a chance to say yes or no do you want to go ahead and talk to them about this and like yeah. kind of be that voice in the moment to like just put a break in the energy that's happening because sometimes I think providers even well-meaning providers sometimes can just be in this zone of like this is what we do and now totally. we do this and now yes. we do that and, blah, 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 blah. and like not remembering like oh wait my client might be totally overwhelmed right now and freaking out inside and not have a chance to say, 
wait, wh- what are you doing? Like, you're placing an internal monitor. What is an internal monitor? <laughs> like, that's yes, one that always happens so and they're fast. Like, oh, I'm just going to place yeah. this to keep an eye on baby. And yeah. you're like, it's actually a pretty invasive thing. You should yeah. know the steps. Yeah. Like, and it still might be super important. It has to yes, happen. It has to happen. But, but tell me about it first. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So something that is simple as that where it's like, oh, before you do, hey, client, do you have any questions you want to know what this what this entails and kind of what the pros and cons are? And just give them a second to like yeah. breathe and be like, oh, I can ask a question? Cool. Yeah. I have a yes. question. So that's a huge part of what doulas do. Um, we are hired by the client. We're not hired by the hospital or the birth center. We work for the, our clients directly, which means that we're not you know, trying to abide by the hospital policies that we're, we're just there for you really. And so, um, what that looks like really is that we're going to be meeting with you multiple times before your birth. Um, you know, depending on when you hire us, I I recommend hiring a doula earlier in your pregnancy because then you just, you're getting more bang for your buck. You're going to have more time with that person. You're going to have more chance to use them as a resource. Um, we kind of think of a doula as like your personal Google. So like, instead of googling something just text your doula and ask her mm-hmm. because we're gonna know you know three resources versus 800 resources where you're like i don't know what's yes. good or not on google yeah so we're gonna give you like okay you want an acupuncturist in salt lake city who specializes in pregnancy cool here's Here two people is. you can yeah. get in touch with yeah yes. you want a massage therapist cool you want to know what preeclampsia is here's what it is you don't have to google it just let me tell you about mm-hmm. it and here's your options whatever so we're kind of like distilling down information for you um, and then we we go with you to your birth. So whenever you start labor, whether that's, you know, spontaneously, we might meet you at your home and be with you at home while you labor for, for several hours or whatever before you go to the hospital or your birth center. And then we follow you there in our car or we meet you there if you're having an induction. Um, and we're there the whole time, whether that's 10 hours, 20 hours, 40 hours. Mm-hmm. We do switch out. We have backup doulas. So if, you know, after 24 hours, typically it's hard to be present and maintain that exemplary support. Yeah. Yeah, It's exhausting as, as a birth worker. So like we might swap out with another doula on the team so that you get someone who's rested and fresh and eaten and ready to like jump in. And sometimes just that shift of energy is enough to like help things move along. Mm -hmm. Often like when someone new comes in a new doula, it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Let's let's do do this. this. Let's get there. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So that can be really helpful. And you have a question there. So, Within your services, you hire like a specific doula. I know I was looking at your website. You have a couple different doula, doulas on your team. Yeah. If you hire a specific one and then say like they switch out, have you had the opportunity to meet any of the other doulas? Such a good question. Yeah. So some clients request that. They say, okay. hey, can I kind of know who my backup's going to be? Mm-hmm. And can I have a Zoom call with them? And like, absolutely. We can kind of have like a, a, a set backup for you. Um, other clients are like, I'm good. Like, I'll just trust that whoever's going to be there is going to be there. Like, mm-hmm. my main doula will be there, but then if they have to swap out, I'm, yes. I'm sure everyone on the team is fine. So it kind of depends on the client what they want. Um, but they have the opportunity to, absolutely. Cool. We still can never guarantee. Like, we're still like, well, here's probably who's going to be your birth, yes. who's probably going to be your backup. And yet, and then there were three happen. babies at once. Exactly. And then yeah. you're like, oh, here's another person. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So it's, is birth. <laughs> it's the way it goes, yeah. But most of the time, you're with the person that you expect to be with, of course. Totally. Which I think one of the things that I believe in, like, full heartedly, is one, finding a provider that you vibe with, but like, 
to building that level of rapport. Totally. And I think it goes the same with your doula. Like you said, hiring early on yeah. rather than like, oh, I think I'm going to need someone in labor. Let's like call a doula. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, build that rapport with them so yeah. that they know your emotional response. They know like what you're going to need totally. because in that moment, you're not really focused on like anything but the contractions and like the yeah. labor and for someone to kind of already be in the know yep. of what could feel good for you or like you know the comfort measures that might alleviate your pain all these yeah. things that you can have be like an unspoken you know already yeah yeah <laughs> are gonna be so much more beneficial totally. and if you've already hired a doula and you haven't like texted them or called them in a while call them. text them <laughs> call them like get be like hey can we have a coffee or like hey i have some questions or like you you're paying for that doula use them use their information use their knowledge and their support as much as you want to during your pregnancy because we're there for you so with that you're paying for them what is your like i'm on call 24 7 like is there like a timeline where that becomes totally a thing or is it like the whole pregnancy typically we go on call at about 38 weeks so about two weeks before your estimated due date and of course people can go two weeks after their due date when they have the big so we might be on call for up to a month month. Yeah. yeah And what on-call means is, like, just that. Like, we're, we're available 24-7. I always change my ringtone to a different ringtone for people. And it, like, it's like a Pavlovian response. When I hear that ringtone, like, I, like, start immediately, like, sweating. Yes. I'm like, oh, my God. So I change the ringtone to my panic ringtone. I make sure you're on emergency bypass so you ring through even if my phone's on silent or do not disturb. Mm-hmm. I, you know, let you know, hey, I'm on call for you. I'm available whenever. And that way, whenever someone needs me, I'm available. So... So yeah, that's kind of what on-call means. And typically, you know, when I'm on call, I also make sure I have at least one backup who's also available around any time just in case I'm like, you know, out of service for a second myself or like sick or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. There's always somebody available. That's amazing. Yeah. Good to know that like your bases are covered. Totally. No matter what. Duels are good at covering their bases. <laughs> like we're really good at juggling things and yeah. like knowing, making sure our clients are taken care of at all times. Yeah. I sure. love that. And yeah. I'm sure that's why... You've been awarded, like, Best Doula Services the last two years. Yes, thank you. Incredible. That's so amazing. Thank you. And remind me, the last seven years you've had something, like... I've been here for seven years. Seven years. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, yeah, the leading provider in doula services, right? That's incredible, Beth. Thank you. Honestly, I'm just like, hats off to you. Thank you. For going after your passion and making this a business. Thank you. That's incredible. Thank you. So if you were to say, like three reasons why you would recommend hiring a doula. Yeah. What are they? I mean, one, partners. Partners, partners, partners. Like, we support your partner just as much as we support you. And partners, I feel like, I've had partners, excuse me, who have said like, oh my God, I didn't know that, I didn't know what you did until after the, like, I didn't realize what we were getting for our money. Mm -hmm. And, I've had partners who have looked like a deer in headlights at certain times, and I'm like, let's try this. Hey, mm-hmm. let's put our hands here. Hey, let me support you by talking through what's going on. Let me. I think a lot of times, even just a partner hearing me say like, oh my gosh, she's doing such a good job right now, like kind of in their ear, like she's doing so good, because they're hearing her like moaning and writhing. Like, Is she okay? Exactly. Like, what can I do? Yep. It's like most of us doing amazing. Exactly. Like Like, most of us never hear someone like moaning and writhing unless like they're not doing great. Like if we were in public and we heard someone like in the grocery store, like, (laughs) yeah, like moaning, we'd be like, whoa, like what's going on? Something's wrong. Right. And yet 
in birth, often people end up using their voices to cope, and it really helps often to, to cope with that. So I'm like, oh my God, she's doing so good. Look at how she's using her voice. Look at how she's moving. Let's go give her some water or something like that, and kind of give suggestions. Mm-hmm. And I can tap out with the partner. So if they've been awake for 12, 14, 16 hours, and I'm like, hey, she's doing well right now. I'm going to stay with her. Why don't you go take a three-hour nap yes. or, like, go get some coffee and a that sandwich. It's like, the... invaluable. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> so nice because I think yeah. a lot of people think they assume at the hospital that there's going to be someone in their room the whole time, like, supporting them. Yeah. There's not. No. Like, you know, as an yeah, like nurse. You, you may have two birthing patients. Yeah. Like, you can't be at someone's bedside 24-7. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, a doula fills that gap to be that person who's always there. So that's one reason to hire a doula is, like, partner support is huge. Um, I think another reason is helping you know your options and helping you know kind of, yeah, just what, what the pros and cons of different decisions are in birth. Um, most people, you know, don't know that there's multiple ways to relieve pain or there's multiple ways to cope with it or there's multiple positions you can birth in mm-hmm. or there's tools like a squat bar or a mirror or yes. a peanut ball or a regular birth ball. Like there's these things that are in the closet that they don't even know are there. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, here's a couple things. They're like, oh my God, I could do that. Yes. I could turn the lights off and put light, like lights candles around. Like, yes. whoa, I can put yeah. music on. I can put essential oil diffuser out. Like you can change this, but you're paying for a very expensive hotel room for yes. a couple of days, like very yes. expensive. Yes. So why don't you make it, make it the way you want it? Exactly the way you want it. Yeah. yeah. Which I think so. also, I don't know, like I feel like the general population, birth in a hospital, mm-hmm. still, for I sure. feel like it is evolving more heading, you know, birth center, home birth. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people come into the hospital setting and I feel like they do feel like they're stuck in the system yep. in a way. Yeah. And to know that, like, no, you can come in and turn the lights off. Make, mm-hmm. like, hang your birth affirmations. Yep. Throw your Christmas lights up. Yeah. Like, make it a beautiful space. Yeah. And, like, you don't have to let people in your room. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you can say, you know what, we want to be uninterrupted totally. unless the baby's monitor looks crazy. Yeah. You know? And it's like, yeah. I won't come in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's, yep. it's just knowing and having your voice and yeah. being able to advocate yeah. for the space that you want and having another voice like a doula to do that for you is just one extra thing that would be incredible totally i think the last thing that comes up when you ask like what are kind of three reasons to hire a doula is like thinking about specific communities in particular so like the queer community for instance like Mm -hmm. having someone there who's not only your doula but also part of that same community i think can really help to feel empowered and feel supported and i think that you know for the most part all my clients who are queer like have had really good experiences in the birth community here in Salt Lake and good birth experiences for the most part. And so it's not that providers are like blatantly, you know, homophobic or transphobic. It's more that like sometimes there's just blind spots or where providers just might not know to ask a question or to not ask a question or to refer to someone in a certain way or use certain pronouns. So it's like their doula can be kind of that like barrier, but buffer between them and, and potential, you know, unaware providers so that they're not dealing with that while they're like literally having a confection they're like i'm busy right now like i don't want to explain to you my relationship with this person i don't want to explain to you my my pronouns or you know what my baby's going to call me or what you can call me whatever like that's what your doula is going to be doing so that you never even know that that was a conversation like you're like you're busy laboring you can just enjoy your labor and process what's going on and not have to think about okay i also need to advocate for myself right now as a queer person because i'm used to doing that whatever so that's a big piece of it too. Yeah, that's so powerful. What yeah. drew you to being like such a big advocate for the LGBTQ community? I mean, 
I mean, like, it's probably evolved over the last seven years, I would assume, in some way. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've always been pretty outspoken, and, like, yeah. I've, I've, being part of that community myself, like, I just am, like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be me. Like, I'm not gonna yeah. try to hide it, or, like, be, you know, I mean, I, I present very hetero, and I'm, I'm, my, my partner's trans and passes very, very well, and so we look like a regular kind of hetero couple. Yeah. Um, which provides me so much privilege, and it's mm-hmm. really, I'm, I'm really aware of that, that. I have a lot of straight passing privilege. Yes. Um, and so I want to use that privilege also to yeah. be an advocate and be like, hey, like people, and, and as a dual, like people in the, in the birth community might listen to me totally. where they might not listen to a trans person who's like pregnant. They're like, okay, but like, I don't know you. Yeah, I don't like, know what's, what's yeah. your deal. What's going on? Totally. They might listen to me mm-hmm. as more of a voice of like, oh, I know what I'm talking about. I'm a doula, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be able to be that voice in the community for like, hey, here's how we can do better for LGBT birthing people. Um, here's some things to know if you want to support that community, like kind of educating other birth providers too so that they can be the best possible community and, or best possible support for queer birthing people. Yeah, which I think is incredible. It's so Thanks. lucky for that community to have you. Thank you. Because I do feel like that is something that's a health disparity. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that... I hope that systems continue to evolve and try and be better at. Yeah. But it happens without, a lot of the time without even meaning for it to happen. You know what I said? Like providers get tunnel vision. Yeah. They get in their like (laughs) environment where they've never had to think like, oh, I should be sensitive in the conversation I have right now or like the way I approach this person or the way I address this person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they can offend people without even meaning to, yeah. but it really does kind of taint that birth setting. For sure. So being able to have someone that can specifically take those conversations kind of out of the birth setting and yeah. remove that pressure. Yeah. I could see that being so beneficial. Yeah. Which for is sure. amazing. So I'm sure that the work you do for that community is absolutely incredible and thank you. Very valued within that community. I so hope that's so. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So I have one last question for you. I was just thinking. Yeah. I know you have a team of doulas. Yeah. Do you do doula certification through Heart Tones, or do you have to go somewhere else to be certified and question. work for you? Yeah, um, I do not currently do any doula trainings or offer that. Mm-hmm. Might be something at some point that'd be cool to do for sure. I know that some companies do that. But <clears throat> one more thing me. to your plate. one more thing to <laughs> add to my plate. Yeah. Um, but I do want to mention. So I have I have a doula agency, which means that I own the business, but there's like eight other doulas on the team who are fabulous and amazing or nine maybe now. Um, so it's a pretty big team. I actually don't require my doulas to be certified and okay. I'll tell you why. Um, doula certification, A, there's a couple big, big companies or big organizations, I should say, that do doula certification in the U.S. There's also a million smaller ones, so you can kind of get certified through mm-hmm. whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doula work has been around since babies have been born. Doula work typically you know for for millennia has been the work of community women and support people in the community and sisters and aunts and grandmas and moms and um often doula work has been kind of co-opted by white birth workers typically you know of like oh hey here's now i'm a doula cool i'm gonna make a certification I'm going to make it cost $600. I'm going to cut that. You know, people can't afford that potentially. I'm going to need you to recertify every two years, not 350 or whatever. That's such a barrier to so many people that should be doulas that probably their ancestors have been doulas way longer than my ancestors have been doulas. Mm -hmm. 
who am I to say, oh, you need to be certified through this random, you know, this. organization yeah. that's led by white birth workers that is a gatekeeping organization, right? So that's my pers- perspective. Okay. That's my opinion. I definitely know some doula agencies that require their doulas to be certified. Some clients want to have a doula who's certified. Totally. I'm happy to explain to a client, like, why certification to me isn't that big of a deal. I think training is a big deal. I think you should have a doula training. I think you should attend births. I think you should read books. I think you should be in the know about birth. And I'm not saying you should walk on the street and be like, hey, I'm a doula. I'm a doula now. Yeah. Yeah, But I think certification per se is somewhat of a barrier or gatekeeping practice to doulas who may or may not have the means to do that. So to me, I don't require it. I think a few of the doulas on my team are certified, but... No, I honestly aren't. love that, Beth, because Thanks. I'm going to be totally honest with you. When I was, I was probably like fresh into college, yeah. knew I loved birth, but like, you know, wasn't a nurse yet. I was like, oh, there's so many hoops I have to jump through. Yeah. Looked up dual certification. I was like, bro, I'm like a newlywed. <laughs> I can pay for this. Like, <laughs> right. On. Right. And so like, I never certified. Yeah. But it's something that I always thought was amazing and like would be yeah. so fun to go be a doula now that like. I might not be working in the hospital totally. anymore, so I can go be a part of births yeah. and like still be there. Totally. But I'm still like, yo, that's still twelve hundred dollars like every two years. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So how incredible that you can see the value in like actually what a doula does right. versus a piece of paper that says, "Oh, you're certified totally. by," you know. Thanks. But I think that you know, like you said, sort of certified or not, mm-hmm. the training is everything. Yeah. And I'm sure that all the doulas on your team receive incredible training because I know mm-hmm. not only do you have this doula service, but you also teach birth classes. Yes. Which yeah. you work together with Birth Smarter, who is going to come on in a little bit with Yay, Ashley, which okay. is amazing. So excited. Right. So stay tuned. Yeah. But um, give us a tiny insight into the birth classes just because yeah. I think you are the teacher in Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So Ashley and I co-teach sometimes, but I teach a lot of classes myself. So we teach a weekend childbirth class. We teach a newborn care class, a postpartum planning class, lactation classes. We have a bunch of classes. Um I think childbirth ed is so helpful, especially for first-time parents. Mm-hmm. And I think a good childbirth ed class is yes. really helpful. Yes. You can take a really crappy childbirth ed class, I'm yes. telling you right now. Like, you can take one that's not going to give you the information you need, or it's going to come from a perspective of, hey, if you do this way, you're going to have this outcome. Yes. If you I do agree. this breathing, you're going to have a pain-free birth. Mm-hmm. I mean... Sure. Come on. Come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> sure, mate. Yeah, there are people out there who can report, hey, I had a pain-free yes. birth because I was in deep relaxation. Awesome. And Birth Smarter Tech takes from all the different kind of methods. We're not like a Lamaze class or a Bradley class. We're kind of our own thing. Everything. Mm-hmm. We're everything. And we come from a perspective of like, okay, birth is one thing. The physiological process of birth, yes, it's happening in your body. Here's how it happens. Here's what has to happen in your body to get baby from the inside to the outside, vaginally. And also overlying that is this huge societal context mm-hmm. of like, okay, you're birthing in a for-profit Western medical system that has a 50% C-section rate. So so what does that mean for you? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean for you? How do you yeah. plan for that? How do you navigate that system? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be in that system or do you want to choose to be somewhere else to have your baby? So really talking about that context too in their personal context of like, where are you coming from? Do you have a health history that makes birth, you have to birth in a hospital? Yeah. Do you have a history of abuse that makes birth traumatic potentially or a trigger potentially? You know, do you have a partner or do you not have a partner? Are you birthing solo? Do you have family here or do you not have family? You know, all these things that make it 
it's not just like one size fits all. Oh, here's what you need to do to have a good birth. Like, no. So that's kind of the perspective we're coming from, from Birth Smarter is like, okay, here's where we're starting. Here's the starting place. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about, of course, all the things you talk about in a birth class, which is like physically what happens, how to cope with what happens, tools, partner tricks, you know, um, just logistics of the hospital system, interventions, induction, C-section, pain medication. We talk about all of that. Um, and I just love teaching classes because, I mean, if you can't tell, I love to talk about birth. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you would and be an incredible teacher. I thank you. So, so it's I'm super like, fun. Next birth year I come. Yes, come to my class. <laughs> Little so, touch up. Yeah, so I have all my duels on my team have the opportunity to shadow classes if they want to, to cool. kind of see how we teach and what we teach, so that they can also kind of weave that into their prenatal sessions with their clients and kind of know what birth smarter is all about too so i do that too so amazing well beth thank you we've talked about a million things yeah i think if i had one takeaway from talking to you it's just how inclusive you address birth and birth education and being that support person for people in one of their most vulnerable moments of their life Mm -hmm. and recognizing that they can have someone that like really is truly their advocate in that moment just makes all the difference and i think you have just hopefully explain that to everyone who's listening and i hope that everybody looks up hartone's birth services now because thank you you really are such a valuable asset to this community thank you so much i appreciate you having me on this was awesome yay well you guys if listening to that doesn't make you want to get pregnant and hire a doula i don't know what does but for real i hope that talking with beth really opened your eyes to what doulas can actually do for you And now having one extra set of hands that you would completely trust to support you and advocate for you can make all the difference in helping you have a positive birth outcome. Check out Beth's agency on Instagram at HeartTonesBirth. And as always, follow along here at undereducated.pod and catch us here next week for another episode. (music) 